Hi, I'm Chris Vaughn, Program Director and Certified Clinical Herbalist for Herbal Wisdom Institute. I wanted to discuss today a little bit about what is herbal medicine. This is a question that I get a lot of the time when I tell people that I'm an herbalist. The very first thing they'll say is, oh, that's great, what can I take for fill in the blank, right? Whatever health condition they're experiencing. And so this really uh, leads to a discussion on how herbal medicine is very different than pharmaceutical medication, um, where we have a condition and so we take a pill um, that is specific for that symptom or um, that health condition. And, you know, and usually pharmaceuticals are to um, stop the presence of a particular symptom. Uh, where herbal medicine is very different in how it acts in the body and our reasons for choosing remedies that we would choose. So let's talk a little bit about herbal medicine that maybe you've heard it called botanical medicine or herbal remedies or phytotherapy. There are so many different names for it. So um, we think that herbal medicine uh, is this new concept, right? A lot of people are just really starting to hear about herbs and how to use herbs and why we would choose some natural uh, remedies for our health. Uh, but this isn't a new concept. This actually is our oldest form of medicine. And we have um, knowledge of herbal medicine usage that predates written history. Uh, in 1960, archaeologists unearthed a Neanderthal burial cave, and when they did, they found the body of the man in the cave was covered and surrounded by many varieties of plants that were in the area at the time that he was buried. And by the placement of the plants on and around the body, uh, they have determined that these plants were sacred to the people in that region, and they probably used them as medicine and as food. And what's really interesting is a lot of the plants that they found, so they were mallows and ephedra and yarrow and agave, and all of those plants still grow in that region, and all of those plants we still use as medicine today in a very similar way that they would have used them back in his day. So we also have herbal medicine traditions that are thousands and thousands of years old, which is very different to uh, or conventional, a lot of people will say traditional medicine, which is the medical model. Um, I like to call it conventional medicine because it's our newer, more widely accepted form of medicine. And herbal medicine predating written history would be considered traditional in my opinion. So these medicines are still being used today um, in a lot of the same ways that they were traditionally used uh, and we find them still valid in our modern world in their uses. Uh, now what makes herbal medicine very different than pharmaceutical medication? Uh, now a lot of our pharmaceuticals were derived from plants originally. So scientists would determine what they felt was the active chemical compound of a particular plant. 
that gave it its action. And then they took that into the lab and they would synthesize that. And so we now have pharmaceutical medications that uh, are synthetic compounds in a very simple structure. So they're typically one chemical compound in a medication. Herbal medicine coming straight from whole plant um, as we use it today is very complex. So yes, we will have the presence of what we believe are active chemical compounds in these plants, but we also have the presence of sometimes hundreds of other chemical compounds that really have yet to be named and scientists are really not sure what their exact function is in the plant, but we do believe that some of these compounds are acting as buffers to pot potential side effects. And so that's what we're missing in pharmaceutical medications. We're missing that buffer. So that's why you'll find that a lot of our pharmaceutical medications come with a lot of negative side effects. Now, I'm not telling you all of this to say that any one way is bad or evil or you shouldn't do it. Um, that's not my intent by any means. I believe in integration of different medical systems in order to get the best effect for you and your particular health condition. Now, why I believe that natural medicine should be our first line of defense is because it's complex chemical makeup, uh, it really is, each plant is so very smart. And that plant knows what needs to be brought back into balance in the body. So we have an opportunity with herbal medicine to really get to the root cause of an imbalance in systems of the body. And so we look at how we use herbs very differently than how we use pharmaceuticals as well. So it's not just a change in <clears throat> the chemical structure. We, instead of looking at prescribing an herb for a symptom, like we do in conventional medicine, uh, what I do as an herbalist is I will recommend that a client does some research on herbs that help to restore normal function of a particular body system that may be out of balance. That can be nutritional, um, that can be stress-related issues, uh, but all we're doing in herbal medicine is really seeking to restore balance to the body, and through that balance, the body begins to heal itself. So it's really a fascinating concept and it's beautiful to watch uh, because we can see in a very short amount of time things shifting when we begin to use herbal remedies. So that's a little bit of the difference between herbs and pharmaceuticals. Uh, there are times where herbs are a better choice I believe that it should be our first line of defense uh, in prevention. We can do a lot in the way of prevention through herbal remedies. Uh, but when something is bigger than us, uh, when it requires something more, uh, a stronger intervention, or is life-threatening, then we need conventional medicine. So the two can really go hand in hand, uh, and we shouldn't have to avoid one particular medicine system over another. And this goes, this is true also for things like 
uh, Reiki and massage and cranial sacral therapy and all of these different modalities. I mean, how great is it to have a toolkit of things uh, to help you in building vibrant health as opposed to just one thing that might work and it might not, right? Uh, now, just because something is natural, like herbs, does not mean that they are 100% safe either. So this is a myth uh, that we think, oh, if it's natural, it's fine. I can take as much as I want. I can take whatever I want. And that's not really true either. So if you have certain health conditions, if you are pregnant, if you are on certain medications, then there are precautions that you would need to take when beginning herbal supplements. Uh, we need to make sure that there's not going to be a negative herb-drug interaction with pharmaceuticals that you are needing to take. We also want to make sure that you are not taking a toxic dose of something. Many of our herbs are generally considered safe for consumption, much like food is, and there is a almost no toxicity level in many of our herbs, but there is a toxic level we can hit in a lot of herbs. So it's really important that you work with a qualified herbalist or a naturopathic physician who has studied the use of herbs along with medications so that if you are going to begin taking herbal remedies that you're doing it safely and that you're going to get the best benefit out of it. Now you also want to seek this guidance when you're starting to use herbs because proper dosage of herbs is what is going to give you the best benefit. So I have people tell me all the time, oh, I took echinacea for my cold and it didn't work. Echinacea doesn't work. And I would say, well, how much echinacea did you take? And they said, well, I took two capsules. And I said, okay, well, how often did you take it? They said, I took it once. Well, let me tell you that is not enough for echinacea. So herbal remedies take a little bit of work. These are not magic pills that you can take one time and think that everything is going to be better, okay? So let's talk a little bit about echinacea and how it works in the body. Echinacea, we know, stimulates the body's white blood cell count. That means it stimulates our fighter cells, the, those cells that target virus and bacteria, okay? However, echinacea doesn't last long in the body. Its half-life in the body is only about an hour and a half. So if you took echinacea one time, it was gone out of your system in an hour and a half. No wonder you didn't get any better. So when we recommend echinacea, we recommend that you have to take it every hour to hour and a half for that first 24 hours that you feel like you're coming down with something. That's when we get the most benefit out of echinacea. Okay. Now, we have other herbs that we compare echinacea with, and then we get a little bit longer effect in the body. But in general, knowing how to take a particular herb properly to get the most therapeutic benefit is really important and you get that information by visiting with an herbalist or with a healthcare provider who is well versed on herbs okay so that's the difference that's how we use herbal medicine does this interest you does becoming an herbalist sound like something that you want to explore 
I do an herbalist certification course here in Prescott Valley, Arizona at the Herbal Wisdom Institute. So you can go to our website, herbalwisdominstitute.com, and learn more about that. You can also check out our clinic page. And if you're wanting to work with an herbalist, contact us. And uh, even if you're not in our area, we can work by telephone to help give you some guidance and some education on some herbs that might be beneficial for your particular health challenges or just to build vibrant health for yourself. Okay, so I thank you for tuning in. I hope that you learned something and we'll see you next time.